Hello. Thank you for joining us again today for Security Views Radio. I am Adam Slater with my co-host, John. Um, thank you all for joining us again today. We really appreciate it. Uh, John, how's, uh, how's everything been going for you? It was good until Felton told me I wasn't allowed to move because apparently my mic goes in and out. So I, I have to try to sit still for the next, uh, next 40 minutes. Give or take, we can take a couple breaks and just wiggle around. We're gonna a need, we're bit. gonna need more breaks. We're gonna need the. I need one of those things like to give the middle school kids now with their rubber bands. You seen these things? No. Yeah. So they, they sit them in higher chairs now, but they put this nice like stretch band. Okay. On the chair, and then they can, they can uh, move their feet. It allows them to get the wiggles out, as they would say oh, in elementary school, but it's for middle school, you know, to, to ward off the. ADHD symptoms or whatever, but that's interesting. That we all suffer from. Yeah, I did a lot of I did a lot of foot shaking when I was when I was a kid. That have you ever met a man or a woman that does not have a, some tick, some type of uh, someone who's like completely habit. stoic? At all we used to have this guy that worked here, and uh, you could always tell when he wasn't telling the truth. He would scratch his leg. Literally, he would scratch his his, his lower leg, his like calf. his calf. Yeah, or his calf. Huh. Yeah, that always meant he wasn't being honest. <laughs> oh, no. I finally figured it out because uh, I knew he wouldn't be honest about something. And I'm like, he touched his leg. And eventually, Can like, you I jump pay 36 attention. feet straight up into the air? I pay oh, attention yeah. to details. And eventually, I just realized every time he touched his leg, like, oh, you're, you just lied to me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, just li- <laughs> you just lied to me. So you, I think I even told somebody that worked here. I said I said to her, I'm like, if he touches his leg. That's how you know. You know. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, come over. Come on, yeah. come on, Rick. Come over to my house. We gotta play, play, play poker. No, you don't. You don't have to. You know how to play. You, have a good head? <laughs> <laughs> you got a dog. You got fleas. What's <laughs> the story? So anyway, yeah. So we need to get those for the, for our podcasting. Our podcasting. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, but I, I think everybody has or some headsets. Type. If we just had headsets instead of desktop mics. Every, yeah, everybody has some type of t- tick, I think. We have a guy here who used to be like, you know, naval intelligence. I think, you know, maybe he knows how to beat the system. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh, I fiddle with my hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you do. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's two, there's two different kinds of fiddles. It depends on what side I'm on. If I'm on one side, I'm stressed. If I'm on the other side, I'm just thinking about stuff. Mm. I don't know what it is. Thanks. I'm going to look for that now. Yeah, you look yeah. for that. Yeah, if you see, if you see me twisting on one side, that's how you know I'm I'm stressed about something. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, so real quick before we dive into the uh, topic I want to talk about today, uh, just go ahead and get this out of the way. Oracle, Oracle. Yeah, made the purchase. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't gonna, believe it. I mean, to talk to you about this. Um, why Oracle knows anything about social media? Yeah. I really don't know what they were thinking in it. For anyone who hasn't been keeping up with our show or just the news in general, uh, Oracle purchased uh, – they didn't purchase TikTok. They just – Yeah, they bought – they could call it an acquisition. They bought the tech. The technology, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, don't, I don't know – like from a business perspective, it's really interesting to me. I think you and I are on the same page on this. It's interesting because like, what are you – how does that fit with your current – services like like what where does that where well, do, i mean i guess essentially your, your all org chart i guess essentially all apps um websites essentially databases on the back end so i guess you know they do have that kind of tech 
technology. They know how to do a database. They know how to secure a database. So, I mean, from that aspect, I guess they got that locked up. Maybe TikTok ran Oracle in the background. I just was surprised that they were <laughs> in it. I just know that they did not want Microsoft to to acquire it. That I believe the government, the U.S. government, didn't want Microsoft and Walmart on a deal. But um, the tic- TikTok itself rejected Microsoft. I wonder why that is. Yeah, I, I don't think we're really ever know. Um, I mean, Microsoft doesn't exactly. Well, no, never mind. <laughs> Neither does Oracle exactly have history of running social media apps well. Like, well, I think Microsoft. I mean, they're. I think they have to give a pat on the back. I think they're. I mean, their Xbox platform is synonymous with. Oh yeah. Uh, cool nowadays i mean i think all teenagers should know what it is I mean, they obviously they don't know what it is but they use it most likely in some fashion or their friends do i mean sure um what is the number one gaming platform i don't i don't uh it depends who you ask and length well, of time you don't have console. like sales numbers These are public well yeah companies. but that's like so it's okay so it's weird right so like a lot of times console generate consoles are defined by certain generations so, like, if you go back to when I was a young man, um, you had the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. I thought you were going to say PlayStation 3. No, no, no. no. <laughs> With the, the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, and before that, the NES and the Master System. But um, the, the Super Nintendo and the Genesis, like, that was, like, the big one. That was, like, the big console war, which is it's a dumb concept, but this isn't a video game podcast. Um, but it could be. Felton, mark that down. Um, you would define because they would they would come out. Oh, you're going to need a constitutional lawyer for this. <laughs> no, no, no. They would they would they would come out in generally around the same time. So then you could mark their like okay over the course of their life how much did they sell right? But then now it's all funky because Nintendo doesn't pay attention to that stuff anymore. They don't care. So like the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One have both been out for seven something years almost eight years and the nintendo switch has been out for three and a half or four but it sold an enormous amount of units in that short amount of time not as much as the playstation 4 but yeah i would say right now the two consoles that are like the biggest in that space are definitely the playstation 4 and the switch though bigger than xbox Mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 i don't think xbox hit the uh they didn't hit the market penetration that they really wanted, so that's why they're really they're really changing it up next generation too. They don't they're putting they're putting like Microsoft specific games out on PC, which makes sense. But they're also like putting them out on the Switch. They're putting them out on PlayStation. Like they're Microsoft is doing what Microsoft does best in this space is, hey, we're a software company. We don't care what hardware you put it on as long as you use our software. So. Um, so really the PlayStation 5 is out for Christmas this year, correct? Presumably. They haven't officially announced the date, but we can assume, yeah. Is there an Xbox 2 in the future? <laughs> uh, yeah, so actually, um, and this is what's cool, is that Microsoft is putting out two new systems. They're putting out the Series X and the Series S. I don't want to get too much in the weeds. Basically, one's a super powerful new Xbox, and one's a pretty powerful new Xbox. So one is doing like 4K... And it's doing, you know, crazy graphics and everything like that. And it's going to be like 500 bucks. And then they're putting out one that's like, yeah, it doesn't do 4K, but it does pretty good resolution. It does pretty good graphics. And that one's going to be like 300. You know, I really felt that Apple really gave it a, a half-hearted attempt to be a gaming platform with their Apple TV. I mean, it had a joystick and I think it still does. But then Minecraft dumped it 
Like, yeah. You know, so that pretty much killed the platform. I mean, you got to have Minecraft, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you can hook a regular Bluetooth controller up to your Apple TV. It's just that the Apple, I don't think Apple has a, I just don't think they know how to encourage that those type of developers to their platform. So you can put some stuff out on there, but I also think a lot of it has to do with people don't like paying for apps. On Apple, like, don't don't you pay for video games on the Xbox and the PlayStation? No, no, but that, that's what I'm saying. I people want to pay for video games. People aren't going to pay sixty dollars for a video game app on an iPad. Why not? Because they don't. I paid for my my. I don't really play any video games on, on on my devices, but I did pay for NBA Jam, and it was like ten bucks. And yeah, yeah. I used to play this game when I was a kid, and I love this. NBA game. Jam's great. Uh, it was a it was an arcade game back then. Yeah. But um, they when I saw it came back out from for the uh, for the iPhone, I was the first one to, first one to buy it. Yeah. Boom shakalaka. Yeah. So there <laughs> there are stories. This is this this is this is a tr- these are true stories where the guy who recorded the voiceover for that would go to arcades and stand behind people playing and the just games. Say, Boom shakalaka. And, this, and like just <laughs> yell out from downtown. Like he would just do it while they were playing. And they would they just freak him out. It was great. How do you You heard me. <laughs> Go back 15 seconds to the podcast app if you need that. <laughs> they need to perfect the tech in basketball so, like, when LeBron goes up, you can shoot flames out of that, <laughs> out of that basketball. Now, that would improve TV ratings. That would fix the TV ratings. Did you ever get any of the cheat codes for those? Uh, oh, gosh. Probably. Maybe. Because they, they were like, say maybe. you could get like the you get like big head mode. Where yeah, just I, I did do head. big head mode. Yeah. yeah, I did do big head mode. I didn't <laughs> enjoy big head mode. It took up too much of the arcade <laughs> yeah, screen. Did. But the best was uh, you could play as the Clintons. That was oh yeah. That <laughs> that, that would be your team. <laughs> oh, but no, yeah. Sorry to, to. Does every video game have cheat codes? Not anymore. Well, why not? Uh, they don't. That was the whole fun when I was a kid. I was like, a lot of. I when, miss when you could get unlimited money in SimCity, like mm-hmm. that was that was that was a goal. Then you can just build yourself. You do whatever you want. You can build yourself. You know, it's massive. Yeah. No, I, they just don't really do cheat codes anymore. There's, The Sims still does cheat codes. There's a couple game series that still do it, but by and large, they don't really do cheat codes anymore. I'm disappointed in it, but you know, I understand why. Well, one of the one of the great advancements to me in video game tech. Is that this basically the game never really has to end? You can just keep adding levels. Yes. Um, you're almost buying into some type of ecosystem. Yeah. I think that's a smart thing for kids, um, teenagers, to keep them engaged in the game. It is a, it destroys young adults in their <laughs> futures. But <laughs> for teenagers, it keeps them out of their parents' hair a little bit. Yeah. Longer. No. When you're when you've got systems, you know, you've got a game where it's. Um, you know, every couple of months, it's like, hey, we made a whole bunch of new content. Give us 10 more dollars and we'll give it to you. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. 10 more bucks instead of, you know, $60 for a new game. I, you know, I, when that kind of system is not abused, which it, it can be very easily, that kind of system is phenomenal. And it's probably one of the best ways to, to develop games for a long, on a long, that have a long lifespan to them. So, because I mean, Minecraft, for example, doesn't end, right? No, no, but that's a one-time payment, from my understanding. At least yeah, what, last time I, I played well, it. Well, I think that there is stuff you can get inside the game now, like skins. Like you can get. Oh like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You can change Steve to be Debbie and stuff like that. Yeah. I think now. Um, that's good. Yeah, I haven't played. I haven't played Minecraft in a very long time. So 
It is a staple in my house. I'm a couple of mine. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Minecraft? No. Minecraft. For real? I've heard of this Minecraft, but I, I've So it's like... It's the most innocent of all video games. It's just a... It's like Legos. Yeah, it's video game Lego. You just play a guy and you... Um, you say you want to build a house. Okay, well, you go up to this tree and you start, you start by punching the tree until a block of the tree comes out. And then you take that block and you can turn that into a wooden axe. And then you hit the tree faster and you can get more wood faster. And then you can hit rocks and then you can make a wooden axe and then a steel. Like it just grows and grows and grows from there. And it starts with you just punching a tree and like, by the end of the game, you've got like diamond armor, and you've made like minecart systems to go around in caves. It's it's super cool, and yeah, it's 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 yeah, like John said, it's it's so innocent. It's just is literally just about building stuff with your friends. So yeah, like one of ours recreates stuff. Like he'll build like the the X wing. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of things, and I think there's got to be a ton of that art out there. Too. Oh yeah. It's got to be like a sub. Alt- art culture kind of thing. oh yeah absolutely i've seen people like redo maps of like um like re- like re like terraform their world into like full fantasy like middle earth and stuff like that from lord of the rings it's it's really really impressive but are these some of your 30 something friends who are, you know. no <laughs> no 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 um just being you know you still see it around but no it's 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 good that's that's a, that's a microsoft game right yeah microsoft bought it uh, yeah. it used to be a company called Moang. Um, I think those guys still make it, but Microsoft paid. I think they they paid like ten billion dollars for the company. Like they paid they paid more for Mike for Minecraft than Disney paid for Star Wars. That's that's how big Minecraft is. It's like more than two Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, Felton, you've had to see the clothes and the square boxes and the yeah, green. It's always usually a green guy. I've heard um, the name Minecraft. Um, yeah, I mean, girls and boys uh, play this game. So um, if your kids ask you for it, go ahead and approve that one so you can say no to something oh, yeah. that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> you This, you've never seen this? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, he's too cool then. I he guess so. I guess Felton has never walked through the clothing section at Target. No. Although I, I, I may not know science fiction. I do know. I do know a lot about video games. Uh, not And I don't play them. I just know of them because I have teenagers. So. Yeah, yeah. So. so TikTok, yeah. I yeah. Mean, we'll see what happens with it. Um, I think it can go one of two ways. It can just be like every other platform. I think um, Oracle doesn't know what they're doing, um, but maybe they will figure that out, and maybe this will be their play. I think Oracle's a great company, and um, I wish them the best of luck with it. And, yeah. Um, not that they need my good wishes. <laughs> they need your but, blessing. Um, as far as allowing my kids to use the platform, it's going to be a while before I would I would authorize that. I, they have to totally re-engineer it. I have to know what to do with yeah. privacy. We have we seem to always fall into this social media trap conversation. Yep. So I like to move on from that so we don't get there again. But once once I see what they're doing with it, maybe it'll be something I'll allow if that's really something you want to do. Do dances while in line at Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> TikToking. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody <be> TikTok. <laughs> That's right. Everybody's gonna be TikToking. <laughs> but all right, yeah, no. Bringing like, our listeners into a conversation we had at dinner last. Yeah. Night. No, I, I again, yeah, I don't want to fall down that rabbit hole again. But it's just I wanted to bookend that comp that that because we've been talking about it since we started this show back up. Um, and again, the most 
it's weird to call Oracle a dark horse in this, but like the one that I wouldn't expect to follow through completely. I just think I just thought that that was really interesting. So um, you didn't make a bid. I I was like, hey, I got twenty. I got twenty bucks. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, hey, how's your new uh, you and Felton? We're going to work on an app together. How's that coming? It's still in the. Uh, yeah, we're storyboarding. Sort of de- design yeah. phase. <laughs> <laughs> still working on the icon for we're the first. Still working on the icon. Let's start with the icon and work yeah. backwards from there. Yeah. <laughs> we're going out for our first round of angel investors. We're looking for twenty million. So go on, go on, sh- on sh- Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> Invest in us, and we will buy TikTok, and then we'll give you money. So what if they did go on Shark Tank? You think they went on Shark Tank like we're going to have an app where kids will dance? And you'll be able to watch other kids dance. Yeah. No, they're not professionals. No, they really have no skills. Um, <laughs> yes, there's random things. Yeah. So. They're not dancing to their own music. No, no, absolutely it's not. It's more interesting to see people's houses. Uh, one of my favorites is on the local news channel here. And it's this guy. I, I, I found one of the things I love about the quarantines. We're having insight into people's homes. And there's this guy <laughs> who, does, who does weather here locally, only on weekends. I found out he is the he is the traffic guy during the week, but he's an expert meteorologist. And on weekends, we always see his living room, and he's got three pictures that he hung up. Yeah, but they're crooked. The pictures go together. There's one of these, and then he's got instruments in the background and then like a couch. I'm like, this all seems like the instruments just seem like see how cool I am. I got yeah, a saxophone. I got, the, I got this instrument. I got a guitar back here. He's like, he's like he's just doing a jam session. It's like straighten your pictures. How do you not? <laughs> Jimmy, do it. But I respect him because he didn't he didn't put books up there. He never read. He didn't go to the library and stock up. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go to the library and stock up on the stuff he never read. I couldn't do that. I just have to put my Kindle behind me. Just, just a randomly open to what have, to the cover have, of something Have you seen the guy on the business channel in the break room? Mm-mm. So you see him on there, and on both sides of his shoulders, this guy's huge, like football player, huge. On yeah. both sides of his shoulders, he's got his own books. <laughs> 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 I'm like, yes, that's the way to do it, man. <laughs> buy this, buy my book. That's what all this is about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, buy my books. <laughs> The thought just occurred to me that when we, not so much now because, you know, we're starting to, people are starting to be back in, in their offices and, and whatnot. Um, man, at the beginning of quarantine, traffic guy must have just had the worst job. Yeah. Like that just, yeah, just flying around. There's a stoplight out on uh, the off ramp <laughs> <laughs> in downtown. It's all good, though. There's nobody, no, no, no traffic's still not backed up. So There's you're a still major <laughs> 30 second backup on. <laughs> Yeah, the traffic guy really did. I wonder. I wonder if he got. He got. You know, the one guy who doesn't get hazard pay is like, dude, we just, we just don't need you right now. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Fly around in a I helicopter mean, and look at an empty city? Yeah, I think all the gas is saved though. I think they were still flying the helicopters just for. I went time. like three months without filling up my gas tank. Three months. Yeah. Wow. I did. I didn't drive anywhere. I was just when we were just working from home. I was just just at home. I didn't go anywhere. Mentally, do you find that did you, you did okay? Being in those four walls? I, 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 I don't know what you mean. No, <laughs> no I was fine. Adam, we, make <laughs> eye contact with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we still, like, went out on, like, walks and stuff like that. But, no, it was it was very strange, like, 
coming out like the first time I had to drive somewhere for something and like coming out to my car and there's just this layer of pollen <laughs> like even though I'm in a like my car's in a parking deck just somehow there's still this like half inch layer of pollen on my car I was like okay we're we're going through a ride through that shows we... you how amazing the human lungs are that that's you know that you can filter all that because mm-hmm. I mean, down here in the south like that that is like a snowstorm yeah I mean, yeah. I thought I had COVID first. <laughs> <laughs> I came back in, and I was running. I was like, "Did I start?" No, no. I just wanted to get the mail. I just. <laughs> yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got, I've got uh, real bad allergies. I did not find out until because I moved here in late December one year, the year that I moved, and it was like March hit, March and April hit, and I was just constantly in a state of like being completely stopped up and then i did reading and i found out it's like oh yeah man charlotte's like one of the worst places in the world to live if you've got bad allergies and i was like well crap i've already made my decision so uh so um the topic i wanted to jump into today and i and i think that um i think it's a really interesting one is uh, I read this article that, uh, according to a study done by Trend Micro, around 40% of all employees access corporate data on personal devices. So, like, their phones, their home computers, their iPads, things like that. Um, so I remember back in the 90s working, and, you know, you go to your employer, and they always give you a beeper, right? They always give you a pager. Right. And you wanted that, and then you would call them back from whenever you got to a phone. Mm-hmm. I have to. I think they were even assigned calling cards or something like that. But ways to get back, and then you kind of go to the go go later on, and everybody wanted a cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted the company to issue a cell phone. And nowadays, you can't get people to take company cell phones. They don't want them. No, because we have unlimited data, and most of us, or we have, you know, they don't want to carry two devices. They don't want that. No. That, I tell you, we just recently changed up our uh, on-call system because nobody really wanted to exchange this phone. Yeah, the you physical know. phone around. Yeah, so we used a you know a software solution in order to solve it, and and so yeah, so because of that desire or that lack of desire for a company device, um, the data is just is absolutely everywhere. Yeah, and schools are now basically adopting all bring bring your own policies if you want because why issue a you know a laptop to a student who can afford their own device when that money could be better spent or that device could be better issued to somebody who can't afford it right it's it's so why schools are dealing with this too yeah it's why it's why bod uh byod device uh programs have always been um you know we we we, we see a lot of organizations using it so and yeah, now like you're saying with the schools too, like if the kid can afford their own laptop or iPad, then sure, let them do it. Yeah, um, I th- I think that um, the risks that come with that though are greater than people realize. Like you have to understand that if you put your email on a device, if you put your if you allow email to be accessed from a personal computer, something like that. Right. In the event that that person leaves the company, how are you going to get that data off of there? Where is your control? You can't simply have a security guard. Uh, what's his name from the office? What was that guy's name who would always come up when Michael would pretend fire somebody? Oh, gosh. You know what I'm talking about. You'll yeah. think of it. So you can't have that. That person's not going to wait there to you know, get, get your, you know, your keys and your, and your phone and everything if you're in the door. So there's ways you can do that. For example, like you can issue remote wipe commands to take the email off the phone. You could wipe the device if it 
was your device, but it, or you could basically just take the email off. You know, there's any number of ways to kind of get control of that, but most companies don't actually realize that, especially in the world of salespeople and, and, and account managers and people that are traveling around. I mean, like the company's concerned about what's, what's on those devices, so they have to have a way to get those back. Yeah. Um, it's not so much of a risk with like students in schools. Like the risk isn't really like, oh, the kid took the math notes. Like I can't, <laughs> right. I can't, this is tragic. The school down the street will figure out how we're teaching trigonometry. Right. Like this is like, that's not going to be a risk. Um, the risk then comes differently though, is you're allowing these foreign devices, these, these things onto networks and right. you're saying, okay, now you can co-mingle with other people and you have no control, no insight over that. Now, but there's a flip side to this too. There's actually a flip side of some, some businesses and some schools overreaching mm-hmm. and putting on stuff like tracking software. Uh, there is some famous cases about this, but where a kid needs to get onto the, to the Wi-Fi at the school. So they're like, well, we have to install the Wi-Fi connection app. And the Wi-Fi connection app or whatever it is uh, actually has a tracker or whatever and can actually have access to stuff on a device. I remember um, huh. my kid's school, who who obviously I, I smacked their hand pretty hard, said that they needed the admin password in order to get them connected to Wi-Fi. I said, no, you don't. You absolutely do not need that. I'm not giving that to you. I don't even issue that to my kid. I'm not going to give right. that to you. Yeah. You don't get that control. You want them, you want to control their device. You, you issue them. A, you issue them a device. Yeah. And I'll make sure they leave it in their locker so you can't figure out where they logged in from. Because when you say, my kid's got to work remote, we can work remote from Turks and Caicos. Like, yeah, ain't none of your business. <laughs> ain't none of your business where we're at. Right. And you're not going to track my kid. You're not going to turn on my video camera. And so some, uh, there was a story years ago, too, with like uh, Rent-A-Center was one. And people would go and they would buy a computer. Yeah. And... Um, on payments and there would be rental management software that was installed but that rental management software gave them the ability to turn on the camera so they could see if the person was home Jeez. and stuff like that before they came and repoed the computers and stuff and uh, so there's famous cases of these this stuff being installed and uh, my philosophy on it is like you basically containerize everything. So basically every device that enters the network can't see any other devices except for maybe like a shared printer or something yeah. like that. But you don't allow the devices to communicate and talk. You don't allow software to be installed. I mean, your network needs to be generic enough and secure enough that any device that comes on there that may or may not be infected with, right. with the computer equivalent of COVID that they can't infect somebody else. You, everything is just, it's effectively quarantined off from the rest of the environment. Yeah. But so few companies do this, do this right, and so few schools do this right. I mean, I can't imagine uh, what some, some colleges look like when you're having people who aren't thinking about security or, or, mm-hmm. or creating the access. I mean, one thing we've always said is that it's very different to two different objectives. There's, there's the IT person's objective, which is what? I need to get this to work. Right. And then right. there's the cybersecurity pers- perspective of it needs to work securely and with, with as minimal access as possible. It's a very different mentality. Right. I was in a meeting yesterday, and it came up like, we won't give you the admin access to your computers. Yes, we trust you. No, you can't have it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's not about that. It's, it's to prevent us all from doing something stupid. Right. And installing something or giving that level of control. But so many companies just say, well, just give access. It's easier. It's easier. Yeah. It's easier. They need access. They need the privileges. I trust them. It's not a trust issue. No, it's because it's not. It's, you know, if you have proper, you know, if you have proper policy in place and you, you know, you trust those people, that's, that's fine. 
it's it's not about it's it's like uh, like defensive driving. Like it's everybody else that I'm worried about. It's not me. Like my driving's fine. Like, but right. I I still have to act a certain way on the road because I don't know what anyone else is going to do, and I don't know. Not that anyone's going to purposefully try to ram into my car, but um, you know, bad things happen, and there's other bad drivers. There's bad actors out there. It has nothing to do with the individual with the device. It has to do with everything around them. Right. Yeah. Have you seen that uh, recently? There was an accident with the Tesla. Uh, autonomous mode was no. on. Did you see? It? Yeah, and they got into an accident. I forget what they hit. Yeah. Uh, but it turned out the guy was most likely watching his phone. You know, he's watching it while in this mode, and this, right. this technology is not advanced enough. Right. <laughs> this, this made me think of it when you mentioned that. You know, you're driving for everybody else. What about the guy who's who's watching like a like a movie? And <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. It's funny they um um, I, th- I think they still tell you to like. No, you still need to keep your eyes on the road, and you still should probably have at least one hand on the wheel or very close to it. But my car is almost a furthest thing away from an autonomous vehicle. But um, <laughs> it does tell me if I back up too close to something. But that's about it. I would never be able to relax. No, you don't think so? Like no, I just don't don't think I could. Um, no way. I just don't trust it enough. I'm. I just. I mean. That there's 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 a perfect example. This car was in this mode and still had an accident. You yeah. know, you know, Cadillac has super cruise control. I don't I don't I don't I don't know. I mean keeping it in a lane is one thing, but what about the guy that's about to T bone you? Right. Like did the car see that? Right. How does it detect red lights properly? What if the red light is out? You have to use common sense. Yeah. There's so many questions that, that need to come up. And then I'm a long way from trusting that technology. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm sort of in I'm in two I'm in a I'm in two headspaces about it um, because I think that like logically in my brain I know look it doesn't have to be perfect it just has to be better than me but you've flown with me you also know how nervous I am about being in any vehicle that I am not in control of like. I know, like, logically that I should be okay with it, but mentally, no way. I'm just a, too much of, a, like, a ball of neuroses, so um, I, don't, I don't think I would do well. <laughs> I, I mean, I know it's happened. I know the technology is coming. I know this is going to be, you know, a big part of our future. I just don't think, of all the things I want to be an early adopter on, this is just not, it's just not, it's not one of them. And I've also been to the conferences, and I saw how you could hack a vehicle. So right. the security aspects of it are just simply not buttoned up correctly yet. It's just, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the hacking of vehicles is something we've talked about. Um, we've touched on briefly, but, you know, yeah, the more, the more and more you get to vehicles like Tesla and these, you know, f- truly fully electric vehicles, I think the more, um, again, obviously, especially the ones that connect to the Internet. <laughs> Um, you you run into you run into serious issue uh, or potential for security serious issue so um, all right we're going to take a quick break here uh, but we will be back with uh, with more security views radio thank you very much JSCM group is your leading cybersecurity expert with two decades of experience we work hard to ensure your network is as protected as possible we simplify the complicated and ever-changing world of cybersecurity regardless of your organization's size. 
To start protecting yourself, your employees, and your clients, contact us at 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com. We simplify, we're experts, and we're here. Again, that's 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com. And we are back. Thank you for hanging on for, uh, with us for a second. We were just checking in on the Apple keynote that's happened today. Um, and uh, nothing exciting. So so I was going to ask you, I've got a question for you, Adam. Sure. So on a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. how private of a person do you think you are publicly online? And ten's impossible because people yeah. are publishing stuff about you, right? Yeah, no, no, no. friends' photos, <laughs> right? T- ten, ten being um, an indigenous tribe in South South America that has no outside human contact. No, um, even they've been photographed, or, <laughs> that's uh, true, posted that's on some true. website. So they're only at nine point eight. <laughs> um, how some private. time life photo is waiting to happen. One being, I'm live streaming everything that I'm doing, and ten being impossible. I would probably put myself about halfway down that. Like professionally, yeah, people post stuff like, you know, and I've done blogs and I've done I'm, – I'm doing this right now, which goes on the internet with the hope that well, people – I don't mean the public, to, Adam. I'm talking about – About know, private the, Adam? The real Adam. Uh, private Adam makes sure that most – if not all of his social media is locked down. Like I have social media, but do you ever Google yourself. Uh, what I do in the no, I have never. I don't think I, I'm going to do it right now. This I don't. So you, so you think you're a five? Yeah, I mean, like like I've got social media, but um, I don't post like, hey, here are my doctor's test results. It's just you know pictures of my cat. Um, and my accounts are typically locked down. Like you can't find me. Like I, I have to find you and yeah. So do you think you're, do you think you've, 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 um, how long have you been in the, in this area? In Charlotte? Yeah. 13 years. Where'd you live before that? Uh, somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but how many people would answer that question? I think people often are, are a lot less private than they actually think they are. They love to talk about where they're from. Oh, I'm from, I'm from Detroit, man. I'm a huge Lions fan. I was there back in 1998. Yeah. I was in high school. It was my senior year. And I remember when they won the World uh, the Super Bowl World yeah. Series. I mixed up. <laughs> I mixed up. I mixed up You're the Tiger. <laughs> But how many people would have that conversation, would jump at the chance to have that conversation? I'm like, oh, I saw your license plate. I'm from so-and-so, you know. Yeah. As humans, we strive for that level of connection. Absolutely. And one of the things about kids is they're looking for acceptance in the world, which makes them probably on a scale of 1 to 10. What do you think? How, how often, how private do you think the average kid is? I would assume the average kid that is not your child is not private at all. 
I think that they want to talk about everything and anything and everything. Oh, my kids. No, I didn't say they didn't want to. Well, no, no. Uh, well, okay. They do talk about anything and everything that, to people that will listen. And let's face it. As much as I try, and I, I hope that they're being honest and I try to teach, there's really not a guarantee that my kids don't have a social media profile, right? There's sure. There's a possible I – mean, why couldn't they go to their friend's house? Here's my device. Sign on and create your own account. Yeah. Every time they go over to you know, Betty's house, they're creating their own thing. Yeah. I mean, it's a hundred percent possible that, yeah. that that scenario exists for any family, but I think, I think you know, kids don't see that, and it's a bit of a cliche to say kids make mistakes when they're young. It truly is worse now than it ever was for any previous kid because it, it becomes more and more and more and more public, and people say a lot of stupid things, and those things get shared and passed around. And those things follow you around to an extent. I mean, you did stupid stuff when you were younger and you probably did stupid stuff last month. And those things don't always follow you around forever. But there's a period of time unless you do something really stupid. Yeah. Um, So I I had a... And there's probably somebody out there who would just not even... Who even choose to overlook what they know that you do that is stupid. I mean, who are we to not forgive somebody else for stupidity? It's even... I think what's interesting about today is it's even a step further where parents and adults not just not just parents parents sorry parents and adults family members or just other adults can overshare for in in the place of children like i have a family member who just had a kid um and they're very excited about the child but they're they're like I was like hey do you have any pictures, and they're like yeah but don't give them to anybody if anyone sees them they can only see them from your phone and don't post them anywhere I'm like I got you man like you know they're being very very uh, protective of that and I think that's a good thing, but I remember, um, especially among my age group when the when social media was first starting to really pop off, um, there was a lot of pictures of children's faces and names and dates of birth and you know all but the social security number you know Uh, and I think that that's like that's just an extra level of responsibility for for parents and adults out there now so but I think that attitude started to change as as my age group has matured Um, so I have a friend of mine who has two children and she never uses their name and if they're ever in a photo, she blurs them. Yeah, but somebody's going to take a picture of it. I, 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 I realized this when I used to try to maintain that policy. And then, you know, my cousin who doesn't think about privacy or just assumes everything is fine ends up tagging it in some photo and posts it online. And you just lose complete control over it. I mean, how, do, how would I know she did it? Unless I'm online, and then it's this whole thing. It's like Clark right. Clark Griswold in Vegas vacation trying to stop <laughs> the dam from leaking with, right. the, with, with the chewing gum. It, it, it becomes this impossible task to try to control. And schools now are posting and tagging, and a lot of times any type of agreement you sign says we're going to use your information. Um, yeah. And we could use this for marketing purposes, and marketing purposes today means I'm going to make you public. Right. You know, and here's so-and-so who's a very happy student at the school, um, <laughs> you know, who graduated and is heading to Tulane University. It's like, okay, well, you can try all day. Right. Or just to say the opposite is your kid's a really good athlete and they get written about in some local newspaper, you know, the, 
you know, the uh, the whatever, the Lake George Gazette. And yeah. the Lake George Gazette does a profile on their, on their famous athlete resident who ran a two-and-a-half-minute mile. And so they say that. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the this, – this, this person's going here. And, mm-hmm. like, well, what are you going to say? No, don't, don't, don't. Don't give my – don't give college recruiters a reason to call us. Like, don't give me any kind of press for my kid. Like, right. As a parent, you tend to overlook those things and you tend to not think that through. But almost anybody can tell you who has been, who's had privacy issues, who has been stalked, who has been followed, who has had issues with people online. It starts with a drip and it becomes a waterfall. Yeah. Of, of information. So I really wish I've always been able to try to get through to kids, but I can't because there's that the desire to be liked outweighs the desire to think about the future. And they really don't put it together. Yeah. And I think parents are a horrible example when they're posting so many posts, so many things about their kids. Yeah. Um, granted, when they're, when, they're, when they're babies, it's a less of an issue. But as that kid grows up, um, they become more and more of a target. And if you're one of the fortunate few who has, has a good-looking, attractive kid, boy or girl, um, becomes more of an issue, right. I think, um, in many communities. And I think that it's, 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 it's one of those lessons I don't think we're ever going to be able to get through. It's really – it's not that I don't want my kids to be able to connect with their friends and to, and to, to, to use social media platforms or to, to have these things. It's because we deal in the negative. We deal in the, the bad, what can yeah. happen. Yeah. And this is what happens. Or you see the stories online, and it's always like, yeah, it's so bad. I mean, unless you're going to change and do something about it, we're not, but schools today, to me, are making huge mistakes. They're forcing stuff online. They're forcing the yeah. privacy to be questioned. And average school will show you what the, who their athletes are on a team. Yeah, uh, they're publishing the names. You can't control the flow of this information that comes through. I mean, you started off this conversation. We were talking about BYOD. Yeah. Um, well, you should have BYOP, right? Bring your own privacy because you don't. <laughs> but you can't control that. In this country, uh, United States, that is a large doesn't allow you to get control over that. I mean, the, as long as we have agreements and contracts that, that read the way they do, that have 18 different points um, in them that cover a wide variety of topics from in, in indemnifying the parties to right. um, how you're going to safely use their software and don't you know, commit illegal acts to we're going to use your information for our marketing and growth purposes. Yeah. And your choice is to what? Send, <laughs> send your kid to this school or not? I mean, you can't challenge that paragraph. You can't, you can't do right. that. Yeah. Um, we've dealt with this for years. Like if you have, if, 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 if there's these, these uh, I don't know, there's, a, there's an actual term for it. We need that lawyer. But there's a term <laughs> when you have, you try, to, get on you that. try <laughs> to have these all-inclusive agreements that cover all these things. Right. Um, and some people refer to them as, you know, like our simple one contract policy. Yeah. It's really a way for everybody to get in their two cents. Right. Like, I mean, really? Like, like a uh, uh, home mortgage needs to be a 45-page contract? I mean, I think it's pretty simple. Pay us by this date. If not, we'll charge you this amount. And yeah. if you don't pay us in this amount of time, we're going to take your house. Like, why is it got to be a huge process? Because right. everyone's got to make sure they're protected 
And you, and you do you th- then you think as a consumer you know something like well you didn't read this subsection of this policy right everything in this world is lawyered and contracted up to the point where people don't understand and uh, the we, privacy is breached I mean I can't go to the gym now without getting my picture taken yeah yeah like I'm just trying to work out man I didn't sign up for this <laughs> I didn't sign up to get my picture taken right. You know, I don't know what you think, but I don't shower before I come here. I do that after I leave. Right. <laughs> I don't have a I'm say. not looking my best. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I just ran three miles. You're trying to take my picture? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's my medal. <laughs> you lose control. Yeah. Um, because we're always agreeing and we're signing up for and we're giving away that control. So when I ask, like, like how private of a person you think you are, yeah. It's less than that number. Whatever you think you are. You oh, could, sure. You could have came to me with an eight. I'd tell you you're a six. Yeah. Because I bet you you've got a store discount card. Yeah. Or I bet you you've got some other thing, some email you signed up for, some some other thing that has violated that. Well, I mean, I noticed the other day I signed up for something, and it was something for one of my kids. And um, I was on his mailing list. I'm like, well, I thought you were at medical office. Like, I didn't sign up right. for this. I didn't need your newsletter. You know, your chicken I, pox monthly or whatever it is that you're trying to send me. I've had to do that before several times of straight up just abandoning an old email address. Because it just gets so unruly with me getting added to newsletters and stuff like that. And it's like, look, it would take me four years to unsubscribe from all the stuff that I don't want to be. But they don't even honor the unsubscribe. No, half the they time simply they don't. move marketing platforms. No. Like yes, when you unsubscribe, if you're like a Mailchimp uh, company, for example, if yeah. you're if company uses Mailchimp, and you unsubscribe, Mailchimp will honor that. But yeah. then when they move to the next platform, they move to Ele- Elephant Walk or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah, like that. That is then going to have the whole list again, and you're right, right back on it. It's like I thought I took care of this before. You're right back. One of my favorite emails I'm getting right now, speaking of, is that I signed up to, you know, go to Black Hat, like, you know, tens of thousands of, of other people in, in, in this field decided to go to Black Hat. Right. And so Black Hat doesn't happen and do a virtual. I'm getting an email once a week from somebody that was really glad to meet me at, at the 2020 Black Hat booth. I didn't do any of this. That's like, awesome. Black Hat sold my information because they were one of the, the vendors that are sponsors. So mm-hmm. they sold my information to this to this company or they had access to it because they were a paid sponsor. And now I'm on this guy's mailing list. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and I didn't even, I mean, because this stuff was so automated that it just, all these things just, just are all triggered to flow. And how is that a personal connection anyway? It's a whole other sales conversation. No, I, no I'm, for our I'm 15th, ready to, Our 15th podcast, which is on sales and marketing. I've, I've, I'm ready to go on that. I've been getting, I purchased a new uh, home entertainment console from Wayfair. And um, Wayfair thinks that... They got just what you need. Well, they do. And, and they didn't realize that I just needed one, that I don't have a deep burning desire to have a collection of hundreds of home entertainment centers. Because I get like every other day, I get an email, check out these new home entertainment centers. I'm like, no, nah, the one I got is good, man. I'm fine with that one. I put it together and everything. I'm done. Anyway, sorry. Well, I think, but I no, think but so many it people is, struggle it's, it's, with it. It's an abuse of that. It's an abuse of... That information that you gave them, you getting that email from Black Hat is an abuse of your private information. Like it just is. Like yeah, you know, you want to like sometimes. Look, I want to be, you know, I want to be informed of like, hey, Wayfair, we've got a deal. 
you know, or whatever percentage off, like once a month. I'm serious. I'm getting emails like every other day. Like that, that to me is an abuse of, in a way, it is an abuse of privacy, and it's a, and it's an abuse of the information that you gave them. Like, yeah. So yeah. it's it's in it's in it's in a different context, certainly, but the the mentality of it is the same. Is that we have your information, we can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, and as we have these agreements and, and, and the universal click this box to accept your terms and conditions, you and we can update the terms and conditions at any time. Make sure you visit this website. Right. You will never have control. And I like to say that... And no one ever reads those things anyway. So. And I say that at least in our company, we, we, we do honor all of those things. We don't. We do. We always honor the unsubscribe, but we also always ask you to opt in. And it, it, we do have a more of an opt-in versus opt-out mentality, but the world uh, definitely has a um, opt-in mentality or an opt-out mentality. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Or at least, the, at least in many countries. I know in Europe it's an opt-in now. So. Yeah, and we're you know we're we're trying to get there. We're trying to get there. But um, um, so uh, while we were just talking, I did uh, Google myself. I'm not on the front page. Um, <laughs> um, unless uh, unless you consider me being a uh, New Jersey trial lawyer, but also scheduled to be arranged on Tuesday afternoon, um, which I've not on either of those things. So thank you all very much for joining us again today. A little bit of a short episode, but uh, we still wanted to get something out to you guys. Um, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can reach us at podcast at jscmgroup.com. Again, that's podcast at jscmgroup.com if you have questions, uh, comments, or uh, anything else, uh, topics you would like us to cover, I think would actually be something really interesting that I would like to hear from you guys. So, uh, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been Adam, John, and our producer is Felton. Our music is also made by Felton, and I don't know the name of the song. So there it is. I'm looking for, and he's got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye.